You're listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. The show about everything and nothing. Now, I'd like to introduce two guys that need no introduction. Because you won't know them or remember them. Here they are. Jack Ace and Schwimey. So, uh, been a while. Been a while since we got together and did a little recording. Yeah. Yeah. So Since we recorded. A lot of stuff's gone on. Um, lost our only viewer, our listener. Yes, sir. Sucks, but uh, is what it is. For those of you who are uninitiated, uh, I've played a joke the whole time we've done this podcast by saying that uh, when I reference listeners, I just say, hey, mom, this is what's going on, because I was playing a joke that my mom was my only listener. She had no idea I was doing a podcast, because <laughs> she's been on her deathbed for a while. She's had uh, dementia, and she finally succumbed to that uh, end of 2022. So I think today we're going to talk a little bit about death and dying, because it's something that if you haven't had to deal with in your life, you're certainly going to have to deal with it at some point. And um, there's certainly no right way or wrong way to deal with it. It's just something that we're all going to have to come to terms with. And so we thought we'd maybe tickle that topic a little bit and see, you know, where we go from there. Okay, well, that makes sense to uh, so and appropriate, given how fresh it is. Yeah, and, you know, I kind of feel like there's there's no limits to what we can talk about here, right? It's not, we're not going to talk about the death of my mother. Right. I want to talk about, you know, so I'll give you an example, okay? So my dad passed away in 2016, and uh, it was really rather sudden. He got cancer, you know, they uh, he got lung cancer because he smoked for 60 years, and then... Um, they pulled a section of his lung out and, you know, he recovered. They declared him cancer free, came back like three months later and he came back with a vengeance and he was gone like two months later. But during that time, you know, I had conversations with him, right, um, that were, um, let's just say, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like w at one point he was talking to my sister and he said, he said to her, I'm being beckoned. Mm. And she said, well, what are they telling you? And they're saying, Fred, come on, Fred, you know, and she's like, well, who is it? He goes, I cannot make out who they are, but they're He's not that close they're, yet. They're calling me. Yeah. And then my mom, when she was she was in the same kind of just kind of delirium. Yeah, kind of spaced out. Yeah. And I was talking to her and she was like, I can't figure it out. And I was like, I was like, well, what are you trying to figure out? And she's like, I I. I got, I don't have the, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And I'm like, is, is it something I can help you with? She goes, I don't think so. And she goes, I just don't know what to do with this. I mean, this is, she's in, she's in a bed, you know, she's in a hospice bed while she's telling me this, you know, how, how, how uh, long before she passed was this about a month before. Okay. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, she had just, you know, I raced home because she had a stroke and, um, they were putting her on this medicine to kind of reduce. So she was having seizures too. So it was really kind of messed up. She would like have a seizure where she would just seize up for about 10 seconds and she knew it was happening and she would apologize mm -hmm. after it was over. I was like, I'd be like, don't you apologize for that? You mm -hmm. know, but, uh, then when she got on this medicine, she just kind of started to space out and she's like, I don't know what to do with all this. 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? She, and she's like seeing something that I'm not seeing, you know. And I told, uh, I told a friend of mine about this, and she said her mother had the same experience. And she goes, I've, I can't figure out how to get my ticket. She goes, ticket for what? She goes, the train. I can see people on the platform getting on the train. She goes, well, describe the people to me. And she said, they're all old. She goes, if you know, there are a few exceptions. She says, but they're all old. But I can't get there unless I have a ticket. And I can't figure out how to get my ticket. And I'm just like, dude, that is so fucking cool. I just, I want to know more about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, part of me feels like, is it just delirium? Is it, is it evidence that there may be something beyond this that, you know, maybe we're just not able to articulate unless you're going through it, you know? So- I used to think that was a bunch of hogwash. I used to believe that it was some sort of delirium, right? Because while some stories would be similar, why isn't every story the same? Like, why isn't it a train for everybody? If that's if that's the mode of transportation to get there <laughs> yeah. to the afterlife. Yeah. But maybe maybe a lot of people, if you don't get the train, guess where you're going? <laughs> yeah. So it's an elevator. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's going an down. escalator down. An yes. escalator. Um. However, I've had it, uh, two instances now, instances, incidents, where there was a presence. The first one was um, I was at my now wife's house, who she claimed had, had always been haunted. She said there's... There's a ghost. She's very matter of fact about it, and she. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a ghost. She she's had multiple encounters. His name's Frank. No, he's she, lovely. She's had multiple encounters. People in her house have had multiple encounters. Not just her, her daughters. Uh, people that have stayed over have had multiple encounters. Okay, so let's talk about these encounters. Okay, when you say encounter, are they do they feel something? Do they see I, something? I'll, do I'll they... tell you about all the ones that I know. Of. Okay, let's start uh, with the, the most the most common ones. Yeah, were. Um, there is an upstairs who was like a roommate, right? That shared the upstairs. They had the, the upstairs ghost or the, apartment. Or the person. Our person. A, a person had the upstairs apartment. Okay. There were multiple times where they would hear, it sounded like the roommate was walking back and forth, moving furniture, blah, blah, blah. And he's not there. It's mm. not home. Yeah. You go up, nobody's there. Um, so were things actually being moved, or were you just hearing the sounds? Just hearing the sounds. Okay. Um, I'll tell you the other couple of stories, and I'll tell you my experience. There was... Um, hold, on, hold on, before you moved on, because yes. I, I, I feel like it's very common to hear things like that. Yeah. But the physical manifestation of that, where the things are I actually am. being moved, that's a whole different freaking level. Yes. Okay. You don't have to be a doctor to have patience if you would just hang on a second to let me tell you the stories. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to help our uh, no longer in our viewers that don't exist anymore. Um, actually, you know or what? My they? mom is still. Or do they? My mom is still listening from the other side. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna go along with. So, thanks, mom. I hope my parents aren't listening. Um, <laughs> there was be another so shamed. Um, and it, there, there was another one where my wife's my daughter, not my now daughter. Had a friend over. Mm-hmm. Friend got up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. 
there was a gentleman sitting in the kitchen. Mm. That um, would freak me the hell Well, out. he didn't know. He didn't know the guy didn't belong there. Maybe he was there with somebody. He didn't know. He sat down. He was just having, hey, well, how you doing? But they had a conversation. No shit. And he went back to bed and like there was nobody there. Next day, nobody there. You don't think that was staged? No, I don't. Really? No. No. Why? Why would you stage that? How, how would you know he's going to get up for a glass of water? <laughs> how you going to sit out there all night? How would you stage that? Maybe they're really, really into this whole ghost. So then maybe they are. Perpetuating the story. Okay. No, I'm, I'm here. Are my, I'm, here are my I'm, two I'm, counters. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I went there, and I, we were the only ones in her apartment. No shirt. And we were in bed, and there was somebody walking above the the upstairs. I'm like, okay, what's going on? She goes, nope, that's a ghost. I said, oh, no. It's, and I went up. Nobody's there. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it is footsteps. It is not house settling. It is not. It is boom. It's not little, boom. little rhythmic, feet? Rhythmic okay. feet. Okay. Um, sounded like a chair moved. Yeah. And there's a chair right above the bedroom. Sounded like exactly like that, and I don't know if the chair had been moved or not. Mm. Right, I don't know where it was before that. So let me ask you this: What? Uh, hey, we should name a podcast after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me ask you this: um, What do you think is going on there? Let's let's. No, well, uh, so, let, so, let me give me. A, let, let I, me I, I'm thinking I wanna, nothing at that time. But no, no, I, I want to say let's assume that there is an entity of some sort. Yes. Occupying the upstairs yeah. of that apartment. What do you think is going on there? Do you think it's somebody that's passed away that's trapped there or somebody that just wants to be there and occupy that or doesn't know how to get to where they, they need to go? Can't get their ticket? Maybe. You know what? You know what? Don't know where to get the ticket. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe that's their purgatory. I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Man, you just gave me chills when you said they couldn't get their ticket. <laughs> like, no. Ooh. So, But it's consistent. It's any time... There was an encounter, not mine, but their encounters. And like I said, different people. It was always with this old, like, my wife will tell you, no, he's an old guy. He's grumpy. He's mean. But it's not like a horror movie. Okay? So let me tell you about this next one, and then I'll I'll explain why I say that. We went up for my daughter's graduation into, uh, to Rhode Island. Okay. I'm sorry, not Rhode Island, New Hampshire. And... We're in this old, old hotel. Okay. Old, old hotel. We're in bed. We're in bed. It's like The Shining. Yeah, we're in bed, dude. Okay. And you want to talk about physical manifestation? I got my leg literally by my ankle pulled out off the bed. You all the way off the bed? Off the bed. Really? I didn't pull me out of the bed, but I moved in the bed. Really? Yes. And I... But it's not. And so, I, hang on. Let me ask you. So did it get like really cold? No, in the room or no, anything? it didn't get any of that shit. Okay, it didn't. Damn it. But I was shoved. But that's my point. My point is, it's it not all Hollywood. Same. Yeah. Right. It's not. It. There was that. There wasn't the. You know, music yeah. that that builds the scene. Right. It was like middle night. I'm like fuck. Leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Like I. I wasn't upset. I wasn't scared. I'm like go away. Was it a cold hand? That no. Your it was just a violent. It was a. But it was a violent tear. Like if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, holy fuck. But when you don't have that drama and you're really tired, you're just like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah. Because I I knew what it was. Yeah. 
But I was just like, like if you tell him to leave, he left. So this was in a hotel. It was in a hotel. Oh, yeah, it was in a hotel. I love New Hampshire. I've never been there, but I want to. Uh, you should I go. Love it's it. beautiful. Yeah, that all that whole New England area there. Yeah. Everything's so old, but it's beautiful, especially yeah. like in the, the fall, spring, fall. So, um, I watch. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Chud's Barbecue, which is on YouTube. It's kind of a, a channel by this guy named Bradley Robinson, and I talk about. Bradley Robinson all the time to my wife, and she's like, "I don't who who is Bradley Robinson," and so I introduced him, you know, her to his channel on YouTube, and she said, "You need just to say my friend, my friend Bradley." And so now, when I say my friend Bradley, she knows who I'm talking about. But anyways, Christmas he Are goes friends. No, I don't. Okay. Even, I've never met him. Okay, well, but way to promote his show. Well, I hope he does hey, the same for know, us. You scratch my back, <laughs> Bradley. I scratch yours. <laughs> Um, but he does it at Christmas. He goes home and does a does a Christmas episode, whatever he's doing for Christmas dinner from New Hampshire. And watching that episode, I'm like, God damn, that place oh, that is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so I started looking at um, housing up there. Housing is not not expensive. It's not an expensive place no. to live. No. For the Northeast, it's actually pretty cheap. But yeah, it's, no, it's not bad. It's fucking cold. cold. That's why it's not expensive. Yeah. And, and then that's <laughs> what I realized. I'm yeah. like going, okay. Well, there's a trade off there. You get, uh, you know, eight to nine months of winter, you know, and yeah. then, um, you know, two weeks of summer and, mm-hmm. and the That's shoulder right. seasons. That's right. Much. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe maybe uh, a summer home or a two weeks vacation home. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But back to death. Yeah. Let's talk about dying. Cause <laughs> <laughs> because we were starting to get too chipper. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's bring no, it down. no, no, no. Honestly, when you were talking about that hotel, I was conjuring images of like The Shining and an old hotel. It was an old hotel, narrow staircase. The room is small. Yeah, they had a dial phone in it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, did, and ghosts. So did they? Did they publicize that they have ghosts? No, no, really, no. But did you know they had? No, because if they if they publicized that, I would have been looking for somebody in the closet yeah. in a green suit. I'm just saying <laughs> that there is a certain there's a certain market for that. You know what I'm saying? That no, I understand. They said, that. Oh yeah, we have encounters all the time. People will come to experience just those experience encounters. that. Right, right. Yeah. There's actually a hotel here. I want to say it's in Fort Worth, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like north. It's, there, but there's it's, a whole it's west of Fort Worth. There's whole like there's a whole yeah. ghost trail I think thing yeah. here. Yeah. But supposedly there's a hotel where you can spend the night and people have had encounters. So mm-hmm. I don't know about all that. So um, is that the is that the last of your encounters, or do you have anything else that you uh, that was last of encounters? Um, I have felt. Well, I, have to say, I, I can't say I felt. I believe that my mother had a hand in my wife and my current wife and I getting together. And, oh, yeah. And here's why I say that. My mom had been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, had been through two stages of chemo already. She was going through her third, and I went up to help her through that, through the third stage of chemistry, chemo. I flew up to the no- northeast, into New York. Cancer sucks, by the way. Yeah, it does. I feel like we could do a whole episode on bullshit that is cancer and cancer treatment and the money made of yes. yeah we could um and um while i was taking my mother through chemo they believe that she that's where she caught can her covid because i was 
March oh, 2020. That sucks. Yeah. So, here, and it obviously, so she catches COVID right before I leave. She really isn't starting to feel well, but it was after the chemo. Don't think anything of it, right? Right. March. This is March when it started. Mm. So she got COVID. <laughs> Stage four lung cancer. Third round of chemo. You are the poster child for who this thing is going to kill. Fuck you <laughs> in particular. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's gonna, it, it is gunning for you. Cancer. Okay. Stage four. Sure. Chemotherapy. <laughs> Third round. Fuck you. Have some COVID. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. that sucks, man. So, well, yes and no. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, thank you. you know, that, thank you. That, and that, the thing that sucked was, no, I'm going to look at it as a blessing. The, the blessing was that I had gone, I was going to go the fourth round, but I decided to go up for the third round. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. No Otherwise, I, I never would have had a chance to say goodbye. So it, we had a great week with her. We had a lot of fun. She that's was very awesome. lucid that week until the end of the week. She was very lucid. So anyway, I'm at the airport. I'm coming back. That's awesome. Before this is before she dies, she hasn't died yet. Okay, so I leave there on the twenty fourth. I leave Newark. Mm-hmm. While I'm at the airport, I'm flipping through dating app. I was on. I was divorced at this time. Obviously, I've divorced for four years, um, and I'm flipping through a dating app. I wasn't liking anybody because I was up in the Northeast. I was just kind of curious. Right. And I come to this one, and I'm about to swipe left, and I'm like looking at her, and I go, hmm. I start looking at the pictures and reading her bio and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I'll just swipe right and just tell her, hey, nothing else. I just wanted to say a really Can you explain this whole swipe left, swipe right for the yes, uninitiated? Yes, for the un- uninitiated. Yeah. So this particular um, dating app, um, the women have to – reach out first. Okay. But you could like each other independently. So if, you, if you're not interested, you go left. If you're interested in somebody, you go right. If you both go right, oh, there's a connection. Now the woman has 24 hours to respond to you. Oh, wow. Or to say, okay. to reach out. She has to make the first contact, which I liked. Having sisters and a daughter, I'm like, that's a safer thing for women. These are smarter women, I think, that are on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Where not every creep can reach out to them, right? So... Um, so I swipe right on her in Newark airport, fly out. I'm gone. The next day, the 25th, um, it might've been even later that night. The message sent me, Hey, um, this says that you're in Dallas. Sorry, I only, you know, I'm going to date guys that are local. I don't know how this happened. I mean, you seem like a great guy, but I'm real sorry. Blah, blah, blah. So. Boy, was she wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So um, I just responded back. So now in the middle of this, now my mom is in the hospital. Now, now like she is, it's getting worse on the 24th. Mm-hmm. So now the, the 25th is, I'm, I'm like getting there. So. I see her message, and I just respond, hey, no problem, totally get it. Just wanted to let you know. I really, The only reason I swiped right was because I really was, thought your profile was great, blah, 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 blah. And you're beautiful. So I just wanted to, to just tell you that. Best of luck to you. Totally understand. And now I'm just on to dealing with this stuff that's going on with my mom. So nothing. I didn't hear anything. You know, it's over. Hey, good luck to you, blah, blah. My mother dies on the 26th. And... That night, 
I get a message from her going, it sure is a shame you're so far away because you really seem like a great guy. And I'm just like, ah, the catcher drops the ball. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's awesome. And and then we just started talking from there, and and boom. And then she meets (laughs) the first time she had to meet everybody in my family, everybody, because this is all during the pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. It's my mother's funeral. Oh, <laughs> that's like her introduction to my entire family. Oh man, this cousins, second cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody. That's a movie right there. Oh, it was our whole relationship is a movie, dude. There is right no the, reason. Right, the uh, the we the never play sc- or the what do they call that? The screen, the the uh, screenplay, screenplay. Right, the screenplay for I, that, I should, dude. It, it, the fact that we are together is like one in a million. It had the whole world had to be shut down for us to meet because otherwise she would have been working. Right, she never been on dating app. The only reason she was on dating app was because she, they were locked down. Right, she had nothing else to do. Okay, <laughs> she, I didn't have time for dating apps. It was I, I never did them. I just got on there for a couple of and to check that out. That's hilarious. And I just happened to find her profile at, right before I get on the plane and leave. Yeah, forever. How how about that? I know, and then it just all worked out and the similar. Anyway, whatever. That's when we're talking about death, not that. But so I, but I do think that she out she's of perfect death for me and my mother brings life. Well, my mother was, and I didn't know this at the time. My sister told me after they met, and I started to tell her that I think my mother played a role in this. My my sister said to me, "My mother never told me this." My sister said, "Mom was really worried about you." Oh, and really? The fact after you got divorced, she was really worried that you were not going to find anybody. And she was like obsessed by it. No, really? And she never told me that. Hey, how about never that? Never said a so word So maybe to she me. had work to do before she could move on. Yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows, dude? I'm That's telling awesome. you. I'm, I'm, I, f- I, I can feel her in my relationship, her presence. You know, um, we started out this podcast, or at least this session, by saying we weren't going to try and give advice to people who are going through this. But I will say this, because it sounds like, you know, just based on luck, you were able to spend some time with your mom yes. right before the end. Yeah. You know, you were you were you were probably gonna miss it if you didn't go out for the oh, third treatment. Dude, I would have taken that to my fucking grave myself. No shit. So this is what I'll tell you, you know, say the things you need to say. Well, do the lie, things man. you knew, need to do and do it today. And don't have any regrets. We should have funerals for ourselves before we die. You know, I, I <laughs> want to have a wake. Stuff is, I really, the best stuff is. I want to hear what you have to say <laughs> about me. <laughs> I wonder if I'm wasting my time being that's your friend. Right. That's, that's <laughs> certainly, seriously. I want to know if I need to worry about you after I'm gone. <laughs> you I know? Do I have to eliminate you before I go? That's right. <laughs> I knew that guy was a fucker. <laughs> Cut him out of the will. <laughs> you know, like I'm leaving anything to anybody. <laughs> so the the reason I say that um, is because I got to do that with my mom. I did not get to do that with my dad. Mm. Right. So when my dad had cancer, you know, he was he was 79 years old. He was riding his bike 30 miles a week, playing golf two or three times, bowling. He was a very active dude. You know, mm-hmm. And he was in really, really good shape. And I think that's the only reason why they agreed to take a piece of his lung out at 79 years old was because... He was in good shape. He, he was could, in good he shape. He could survive it, Yeah, they, they said, hey, we, th- we think that you're a good candidate, mm-hmm. so we'll go ahead and do it. Um, so I never, in my mind, I never thought 
he's not going to make it. Right. I was like, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to beat this. You know, and then when they said cancer free, I was like, fuck yeah, that's, you know, my dad can do that, you know? And then, um, like after Christmas, he was having trouble eating and I was like, dude, let's just go to the hospital, get some food, you know, they can feed you intravenously. Let's, let's go do that, you know, and see, and see what's what. And so when I, I went out to visit him, like right after the new year, right. And matter of fact, I watched the national championship game in 2016 against Alabama and Clemson with him in the rehab hospital. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at that point they were like, okay, since chemotherapy failed for you, you know, we got uh, immunotherapy as an option now. And there's been some really interesting thing. And I've done some research and, you know, I knew that immunotherapy was probably where the future is as far as the treatment of cancer. But still you have to, they have to fuck around with chemotherapy first for some ungodly reason. Um, so anyways, when I left him, yes, I knew he had the cancer back, but we had a path forward, you know, a treatment plan. So I was like, okay, it's not, it's, it's not that bad. But then, you know, my sister, we were all kind of filtering in and out. And the beauty of having six kids is you can have yeah, kids come turns. in and out. Makes so, it easier, sure. uh, my sister went out to visit him after that and he was declining rapidly. Like in, at the rehab hospital, he was not able to complete tasks that he was assigned and it was visible decline from day to day that he something he was able to do yesterday is no longer able to right, do today. Right. And they're like, you gotta take him home and get him ready. And uh when I heard that, I was like, fuck, you know, I was so pissed off. I was like, I was so mad that somebody else was there trying to change the narrative, right? They were saying that the immunotherapy is not really an option for him. And it truly wasn't. You know, the fact that the the people in charge of my dad's health recommended this immunotherapy, which was not a cure. It was just something that delayed the inevitable is, is really how they explain it. And it's like, they're like, he's too far gone already. What do you want to prolong this shit for? You know? And so the plan changed and there he, you know, called in hospice and, when I got home, so it, it was out there. Was this there. cancer or was just just trying to recover from the surgery of the lung? Both. So the it cancer came back. came back. Yeah. After he was diagnosed clear? He was diagnosed clear in October of 2015. Uh, 2015. And then when I visited him in January, they said the cancer was back. In four months? Yeah. Damn. And it was vicious, bro. It was... It was <laughs> well, they pissed it off. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was, left some in there was like, injured. Fuck you, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. So I so I left like my life on, was horrible. I, I left right after right after that um that visit you know, I was only out there for a week or something like that, because I'm working, you know. And so I went out and spent some time with him, I watched the national championship game with him in the rehab hospital, and then I flew home and then all that transpired. And so I came back eleven days later. And the difference in him. I it's walked amazing, right? through the fucking door and looked at him and said, oh, no. You yeah. know, like at that point, I knew it's he's, he's fucking gone, you know. And where where and was his cognizance at that point? He was in and out. Okay. And by that point, it was too late for me to say anything that needed to be said. Eh, you know, he knew. I, I said it by, you know, coming out to visit him and you know, care for him when he was in the hospital and stuff like that, but not being able to say the words and get the acknowledgement that they were heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So and then you know there were there were times when he would have moments of clarity and he'd you know he's in his deathbed right and he rolls over and he sees me and my sister sitting there and he's like what the hell are you looking at me for <laughs> you know and, and I'd say because we love you is that all right and he'd just smile and roll over and that was that was it I mean that yeah. was the interaction and so that's you know as sad as that is or at least it, as hard as that is. For me to come to deal with, I want other people to know, you know, when you have the opportunity, tell the people you know and that you love that you love them and never miss an opportunity to spend time because we get so involved in our day to day freaking jobs, freaking economy, freaking politics, all of these, this shit that doesn't matter, truly. And I don't want that. I don't want that for anybody. You know, I don't want it for me. But, you know, and, and everybody I tell this to, they're like, oh, he knew. And I know he knew, but. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Uh, there are things I wish I had told yeah. my dad. Yeah. There's probably things that, <laughs> <laughs> the percentage of things that sons have probably wanted to t- share with their oh, dads yeah. Yeah. before they passed or didn't have a chance to. Hey, that's a lot of bullshit. Check out part two for the conclusion of this episode.